Welcome. You have now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your host of Glory Rising. and my husband, Roger, and it looks like it's going to be the two of us tonight. So we really would enjoy having your comments. If you'd like to give us a call, that phone number is 214-431-5032. Or if you're on Facebook, I do have Facebook up and monitoring the chats. Um, Just feel free to jump in at any time. Yeah, amen. So I know last week we got got talking about uh, revival, and so we're going to continue that uh, thought this week, and uh, dis- discuss some some aspects on on revival, and because uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about prayer and fasting. So those are two words most people don't want to hear. <clears throat> yeah, especially the fasting part. Oh, I know. You know, it's like. But, you know, is fasting important for, you know, in, in the case of revival? <clears throat> Some people would say no. Other people would say yes. But why? You know, why, why should we fast? Or do we need to fast? <clears throat> we do need to fast. And... Some people may disagree with me, but fasting is a way of bringing your flesh into subjection. Okay. Because you're giving up the pleasure of food to spend time with God. And a lot of times that's a really hard thing to do for many people. Yeah. So sometimes we let our flesh control the spirit instead of the spirit control the flesh. People say, you know, I hear people tell me all the time, well, you, you can't you can't fast for, you know, more than three days, you die. I was like, no, that's not true. You can't go without water, you know, for, for three days or you're going to die. That's not true. You know, we got there's a lot of myths out there. And, you know, but Jesus even addressed his disciples. Well, he actually addressed the Pharisees. When the Pharisees came to him and asked, "Why did why is your disciples not fast?" And Jesus says, "Well, how can the bridegroom? I mean, how can they, you know, uh, fast when the bridegroom is is present with them?" <clears throat> he said, "There will come a time when yes, they will fast." So even Jesus addressed that there's a time for fasting, you know. But there's a lot of people today that they don't want to give up anything let alone skip a meal or two and it's uh you know it's like well what is it is your body stronger than your spirit you know or what's going on here so you know people don't want that's been a lot of that's been dropped out of churches the the fasting thing prayer is getting limited okay we got our, our little you know, little prayer at the beginning of service, a little prayer at the end of service, and then you go home. Now, of course, that's not that is not all churches, but that's a, it's a common thing I'm seeing. 
But, you know, do we really take time to spend with God? Now, fasting isn't just denying yourself food. It's also a time of prayer. Prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're, denying, you're, you're denying yourself the food, but you're in relationship. What you're doing is you're giving yourself over to prayer to the Lord. So that you know, so it's bringing bringing your your spirit. You know, the spirit needs to be stronger than the flesh. Right, and the other thing too is, don't just fast because, oh, I want to fast. Um, my preacher told me to fast, or as a group we're going to fast. What has God told you to do? Has God told you? To set aside food and spend that time with him? Or are you doing it to please another person? Yeah. And that's that's a common thing. It's like, okay, well, the church is going to fast. Well, we need to know why we're fasting. Uh, And it's like, you know, what is it that if God's put this on your heart to say, hey, we need to fast, well, tell us why. God will always tell us why we need to do things. You know, well, pastor says we're just going to, every Friday we're going to fast. Or every Saturday we're going to fast. Well, now it becomes a, a ritual, not really a, a fasting for, I mean, people will just start doing it because the pastor said so. Okay, I'm going to ask a question because I'm sure this is something that other people have thought about. Um, when you fast... Is it only food and water? Could it be a fast from TV, a fast from from anything else that draws the 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 body away from Christ? Well, I mean, we have to go back to Scripture, and and we see that they didn't have TV back then, so that wasn't one of the things they said. That, but we were to deny ourselves, you know food you know uh you can deny it there's a time that there is a fast with no food no water uh i mean there's i don't read in there where it says that's just for pleasures that you give up pleasures or whatever i don't know about that because i have not even seen that in the word because of course they're trying to make everything fit today you know what's important is you know if the word of god says hey you need to you know set aside food then you know then they set aside food you know but yeah i've heard a lot that okay we'll just give up tv for for three days oh golly that's just such a such a burden and and of course the sad thing is this nowadays you can give up tv because you got your your phone to compensate for it yeah well i mean it's you know we need to take and set aside time for God. And we need to get, you know, food is one of the things that is the most important thing to our bodies, okay? If you don't have food, you get sick, you get, you know, whatever. But, you know, Jesus fasted for 40 days, okay? Uh, many people, I've known several people that have fasted for 40 days. You know, they didn't die, you know. Matter of fact, they were quite healthy. And you didn't quite make it to your 40-day mark? No. I cut mine a little short. Um, But, you know, I did 15 days. 
And it's like, it's nothing to do 15 days. When fasting, really, the first three days is the hardest. Let's just be totally honest. I mean, even medically, they've proven, you know, they, we, you know, I got uh, stuff at home that they actually did a study, a medical study of fasting. And, uh, you know, the whole thing, after three days, your body says, oh, I'm not getting anything, so it quits being hungry. So you have to endure the first three days is usually the hardest because that's when your body fights back and says, I need this, I have to have this. No, you don't have to have this. You know, you need to be submitted to the Spirit of God. You know, bring, bring your flesh under submission to the Holy Spirit. You know, if, you know, God is more than able to carry you through. But when you talk about fasting, it's like, you know, just setting aside, you know, that's what the Pharisees did. You know why we call our morning meal breakfast. Breakfast is because they used to, you know, say, hey, you know, I slept all night. I slept for eight hours, so I'm breaking my fast. And they took that as a fast. And they break my fast now in the morning with this meal. Well, they really didn't do anything except sleep. So it just became a tradition. So that's how you get breakfast, break fast. Okay? And so, you know, we don't need to do that kind of tradition. Well, I fast every day. Yeah, you, when you go to bed at night and you wake up in the morning, yeah, you don't need anything. So, yes, you are breaking a fast. But did you get anything out of it? Rest. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. You know, not everybody, not everybody uh, has a, a good night's rest. This is true. Uh, so. so, I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things that it needs to be... Uh, something that's not just haphazardly do is something that needs to be meaningfully done you know i'm doing this because i want to you know i want to bring my my flesh into submission to god because the flesh is the biggest thing is going to draw you back into sin well i'm going to use your fast as an example your long 15-day fast god called him to fast and you know you know, like like he said, those first three days were the hardest. And what made it even harder was I didn't know he was fasting, so I went and made his favorite foods and couldn't understand why he wasn't eating. But when he broke his fast, he became very, very ill because of things that were going on with where we were. And God said, I was trying to prepare you for this attack. And so if God tells you to fast and he's specific about for how long, follow it. Yeah. Because there's always a reason. God doesn't just tell you, oh, you're going to fast because, well, I just want to see you suffer. <laughs> he's, yeah. not, he's not a cruel God. No, he's not. There's times a guy will call you to fast and pray for someone else, you know, and it's like, okay, how does that all work? The point is, is he wants you to bring yourself to a time of in-depth prayer, 
you know, we got what some people call prayer warriors that can really spend quality time with God. And when you're in prayer, you don't think about eating, okay, because you're in communion with the Lord. Um, and sometimes it's set this stuff aside and spend more time in prayer. Okay. And so we want to do that. But for revival purposes, it's like we really got to see where we are. And if we can't bring our body into submission to the Lord, we're never going to accomplish the tasks that God has. Because we're always going to be battling with sin. Okay? If we can bring our body into submission, then the battle for sin isn't that, you know, it's like, well, I'm just struggling with this. Well, why are you struggling with it? Fast. Pray. God will take it away. Okay, we we choose to sin. Sin isn't you know we're not obligated to sin. We're not because the scripture says once we become a child of God, there that we are no longer uh, a sin has to sin. Yeah, slave, not we're, we have no sin has no more dominion over us. It has no cr- rule over us. It can't make us do anything. And Jesus wouldn't tell somebody to go and sin no more. If it's something that they couldn't do, the woman who was, I believe, was caught in the act of adultery, mm-hmm. he says, go and sin no more. Right. The, you know, so there were so many times that Jesus said, sin no more. And, you know, I know that in shows past, we've defined sin and don't get sin mixed up with making a mistake, kicking the kicking the cat or knocking the milk over and I know it can be argued that those are sins but most people just consider those a mistake I didn't mean to kick the cat he got under my foot I didn't mean to spill the milk it was sitting there and I didn't have depth perception to miss it so but we we have to define sin and move away from it yeah, and a lot of people don't. They they keep trying to do things themselves instead of letting God do it. You know, <clears throat> we try to stop sinning. We try to avoid this. We try to quit smoking. We try to quit drinking. We try to do this. We quit try. Okay, well, you're never going to make it because first off, if you could, we don't need God because we can resolve our own issues. God says you can't resolve it. That's why the blood of Jesus is there. That's why you got to let him resolve the issues. You know, not you resolve it. Not you try to quit. You, Your obligation is to pray, repent, and let God do his work. And then when you get done repenting is thank him for what he's doing in your life. Let him take the desires away. Let him, you know, be the one to make you or to uh, set you free and probably a a movie that many people might be familiar with but one of my favorite quotes from one of them is no don't try do or do not because if you're trying you're not going to hit the mark yeah it's just because we I mean we may be able to hit it once in a while but we can't continually hit the mark. We can't continually sustain. We need the power of God in our lives. 
you know, we need the power of God to move us. We need the power of God to show us what needs to be done. Because, you know, too many times we're trying to do all this ourselves, and it's just not working. It didn't work before you became a Christian. It's not going to work after you became a Christian, you know, because you can't do it. That's the bottom line. That's where you have to have faith that the Lord Jesus is going to stand in on your behalf and and fill in the gap. You know, he, Jesus. You know, if Jesus didn't need to shed his blood if we could do it. If the people could follow the law, then Jesus wouldn't have to come and die. And God had to show us that we couldn't do all the things of the law due to the weakness of the flesh. <laughs> so if we got uh, if we can't do that, what how what do you think we're going to do to try to quit sin? You can't. Due to the weakness of the flesh, we cannot be right with God. And it's not just our flesh, but there are other people who impose their definitions of right and wrong, of the laws, and they insist that we have to follow them. And it's like, all I have to follow are God's laws. He gave us, in the, you know, in the New Testament, Jesus said, these two things you need to do. Love God, love others. And those encompass all of the laws. So if you think about it, if you love others like you love yourself, you're not going to want to steal from them. You're not going to want to kill them. You're not going to want to take from them what they have that you think, oh, I like that. Yeah, Yeah, and that is so true. I mean, Jesus made it so simple for us to follow. But we, you know, we make it complex. You know, we try to add things like the Pharisees. You know, the you know, Pharisees wrote an entire book. It was called the Book of the Pharisees, and uh, they added laws to what God already gave the laws to. So they interpreted things and made new laws and made everybody follow new laws. You know, and so, but that wasn't God's plan. He said, "I already gave you what you needed." But the Pharisees added two. And in Revelation it says if you take and add two uh, the words of this book, then or take away from Well, if you add two, I will add the pla- add to the plagues to you. If you take away, I'll take your name out of the book of life. Okay? So these people that are trying to add to the Bible and or take away from the Bible, you know, God's going to have a, have a consequence for them. That you know they're not allowed to do that. God gave everything we need, and we, He didn't give us people to add new rules to to what God wants. You know He because everything is uh, it's all pretty simple, cut and dry. You got to come to the Lord. You got to make Him Lord, which means He's your boss. He's He's the one in charge. You're not in charge. You don't have a right to be in charge. You know, he's the only one you have to listen to. It's like now you either follow him or you don't. Okay, you're either his friend or you're his enemy. You're not in between. Okay. And so when you start looking at this to serve God, 
Well, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Well, guess what? Somebody's already telling you what to do every day of your life. Okay? A police officer pulls you over because you're speeding 100 miles an hour. Well, you can't tell me I can't drive 100 miles an hour. Yeah, you go to jail. There's a consequence. Well, you can't tell me that I, I can't do this and you can't tell me. Yeah, they can tell you. You can't tell me I have to work from 7.30 to 5 o'clock, Monday through Thursday. Well, yeah, they can. But or they can tell you, there's the door, goodbye. And they don't have to pay you. Well, I want paid and, and not have to go to work. No, it doesn't work that way, you know. And so somebody's always going to be telling you what to do, you know. And I'd rather have a God that loves me and, and has my best intentions for me to tell me what to do than to follow somebody that's only got their own selfish agendas to tell me what to do. Okay, so I mean, we still got to follow the laws of the land. The scripture's clear, you know. Yeah, those those laws are are put down there, and it's like okay, so I can't go driving a hundred miles an hour in a school zone just because I want to. No, there's a consequence to that, and we have to pay the consequence for it. Okay, but why do why do you know why do we have all these traditions and laws that are imposed upon us by different church denominations and organizations that says if you don't do it this way you can't be you can't come to church here if you if you women if you're not wearing a dress okay you can't come in here uh you know uh man you know you gotta wear a suit or you can't come in here oh why what god didn't say i need to wear a suit to come in here these are laws you made up and God never imposed these laws upon me. No, let's face it, Jesus never wore a suit. Nope, he sure didn't. And matter of fact, you know, we consider he wore a dress because he wore the long... He, he wore the long robes. The long robes, okay. Uh, so anyway, you know, these are just things It's like, now, you know, you can, you can go and attend these churches, you know, if you want to sit under that law okay you know if you want to sit under that law you 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 become a servant to that law it's not god's law even though they try to use scripture to, to say it it's it's not god's law it's not basing whether you're going to go to heaven or not whether you wear a suit or a dress it's that's not what god said says you come unto me the way you are and then you know he will do the changes in you you know so this this law here that that's imposed here they're adding to the word of god well i feel sorry because god said he's going to add to you the plagues okay that are written in the book so you know take a good hard look if it lines up with the word of god then, then take a listen. But if if it's not, it looks like it's just made up for them, you know, to keep rule over you. Well, then your God is that pastor. Your God is that law that you're wanting to abide by. You know, and so that's between you and God on that one. But it's like we can be free from that. God wants us free from all the bondage because he set people free from the, the laws of the Pharisees. 
you know, when Jesus said, hey, why does your traditions transgress God's law? And they couldn't answer that. Jesus made it clear it's transgressing his father's law by their traditions. So, you know, it's like, well, they look like it should be a good idea. You know, I can see how that could possibly be needed. Well, okay, but God says it's not important. Okay. So, and, and it's, it goes the same way with fasting, you know. You know, fasting should be a spiritual thing between you and the Father. You know, I mean, I've been told, like, I attended, attended churches. It's like before I had my own church and things like this. And I still go and visit other churches. And I go, you know, why do you do this? Well, that's what we've always done. No, well, tell me why it's, why you do it according to scripture. You know, is it something Jesus taught? Uh, no. Well, then I don't see a need of following it. And you say, well, I want you to fast. Why? Well, I, we're just going to do this a weekly fast, so you're going to make it a tradition. You know, that's you. We're not getting to the place that we're sacrificing. We want to do this because God's put upon our heart to do it. We need to be told to do it as a tradition amongst the church. You know, why does it have to be a tradition? You know, God wants us to do something special for him. He says, do this. I will empower you. I will free you. You know, so why wouldn't you want that? Except we're just too comfortable. (laughs) Well, one of the other things, too, is when you're fasting, you should fast with a joyful heart. Like Roger said, the first three days are the hardest three days. Mm -hmm. But after that, you know, wash your face. Get up. Yeah. You know, go about your life. Don't go, oh, woe is me. I can't have anything to eat today. It's like no, it's it's not that at all. It's, hey, I don't want to eat. I want to pray. I want to spend time with God. I want to yeah. read. Exactly. So. Hi guys. Hey. How's it going? Going. going. Oh, it's chilly in here. Yeah. It feels good in here. Do you like we, it, or do you want me to turn it? We're on, like we're it. on the air. You're hot. No, no we're fine. We're on the air. We just I'm had. Saying it feels cold in here to me. But, yeah. We just had Sammy G stop in. Yeah. Oh, are you on the air? Yes, yes we oh, are. Goodness, I didn't know you were on the air. <laughs> well, say hi to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hi, everybody. I just interrupted their show. <laughs> they are so awesome. Hey, there she is. So. I'm a big fan, though, of their daughter, and she'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. So, but, uh, so. okay. Anyway. So yeah, and and that is true. I mean, we should we should have a want to and a desire, and these kind of things here are so important because we're telling God how important He is. Right. You know, you know, we, you know, if if we are troubled by something due to you know a family member being sick, you know, and we're spending time in prayer because we love them. Okay, you don't care whether you eat. You don't care about nothing. You just care about getting this message to the lord mm-hmm. you know 
but we can't you know today it's it's hard to you know i just ask i just ask all of our listeners is like take a take a good look do your own calculations how much time do you spend talking to the lord each day everybody's going to be different some people are going to have more some going to have less but did you make that a quality time you know if you had 10 minutes you know something happened you got 10 minutes that you can give quality time to god then that's okay it's not the length but it's the quality you know i set aside time i made that time for god i make time to talk to my wife okay you know because you know she works during the day i work at night and so there's times that we see each other about an hour you know that in the evening maybe and you know so i want the time we have to be quality time and so why don't we make that quality time for god you know set some time aside make an appointment okay whatever you got to do that that would get you to say okay put it in your appointment book if that's the way you run your life is you got an appointment book okay well on this time it's me and god okay next hour me and god time okay i don't want okay nobody bother me you know i've done that where i said okay i'm going to set aside this time and it's going to be my prayer time if somebody called me i didn't answer my phone is if somebody you want to knock on the door i didn't answer the door this is my time okay my quality time with god and i don't want to miss that time yeah. which is our net our first song because we're getting ready to go to break and that song is i don't want to miss it by ellie holcomb and we will be right back
so much power in that song yeah you want to just you don't want to miss anything about god about right. his son i am welcoming everybody back if you'd like to join in our conversation that phone number is 214-431-5032 if you are on facebook i'm on facebook live and i am on a train the conversations now if you were here just a few minutes ago when Miss Sammy G came in and said hello to everybody, she said that she was a big fan, but she was especially a big fan of our daughter. I'm going to give the plug for my daughter. <laughs> she has her own bakery, and she makes some fabulous, fabulous treats. And if I can find her, um, if you're interested and want to help her out any you need a cake she likes two weeks notice but you can give her a call at 682-319-6624 and i can put that on my facebook um on the post for tonight but again that's 682-319-6624 yeah because uh her her name's grace so uh, and her bakery is Grace's Sweet Treats. She mm-hmm. works out of her home, so she's under the cottage laws, and she will do her best to take and address all allergy issues, yep. um, dietary restrictions. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and so she's done, you know, well, Sammy was impressed. She she made a uh, made a, the cake and some cupcakes for them. Uh, for our Sharky Wars that we just had a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it turned out wonderful. And she did, an, uh, did another cake for uh, for us that we brought into the studio, just saying thanks to the staff and stuff. And she had it all done up really nice. She is an, she does an awesome job. So just a little plug for her, uh, you know. And so the... Did you, that phone number again? Uh, was, it's, oh, she, okay. Hang on. I know she said she's putting it on Facebook it's right now. 682 319 
888-666-6624. All right. So give her a call. See what she can do for you. She does all kinds of things. So, all right. Well, we'll get back to our topic. Um, so we're, we're talking about, you know, revival and you know, mainly talking right now about fasting. And, uh, you know, we, this is something that's important to God or he wouldn't have put it in his word. You know, and we want to try to limit it. We want to try to, you know, narrow it down to something that we want to do. You know, this is a time to set aside everything, including food. Hey, set it aside. You know, quit trying to figure, try to find, quit trying to find the loopholes, okay? Just sit down and say, God, I'm just surrendering all. You know, I love you. I want to be nearer to you. I want, you know, I don't want to miss anything, according to the last song we had. I, I don't want to miss anything, you know. Bring me to a place that I can hear you better, uh, to to know your will. To, you know, you have me do a ministry. Okay, well, strengthen me in the ministry. You know, show me how to lead. Uh, I mean, all these things. If we just take the time, God says that we can ask without worrying about retaliation. God says, I won't, I won't chastise you for it. Come and ask. You know, I, I, you know, if you really want to know something, he's going to give you an answer to it. You know, he is a good God. You know, he's not this ogre that says, well, you should try to figure it all out yourself. Well, study to show yourself approved because you need to figure it out yourself. No. He says, study to show yourself approved is a good workman unto him. Not that you're a, a good son or daughter to him, but a good workman, somebody you can put into the fields to to reach other people and think about it when you study to show yourself approved even if you're going to college if you're in middle school high school grammar school whichever it is you can study but if you have questions because you're not understanding what you're studying it's okay to ask what does this mean mm -hmm. and god welcomes those kind of questions yeah like I said, he's not going to punish you for asking a question. You know, I know that some people would prefer that, you know, well, you know, when you're reading the scriptures, when somebody comes and, and you know, ask a God of something and, you know, and he retaliates. Well, the thing is, it's just, it wasn't the, the question they asked. It was the attitude they asked. But anyway, I mean, that's a whole different study in itself. So... But go into prayer is something important, you know. Quit trying to find the loopholes. Just I'm I'm just set aside everything. You know, it does it doesn't matter is okay, well, can I just do can I can I drink water, can I drink juice? It's like set aside everything and let the Holy Spirit show you what, what you can and can't do. Okay. And he knows. You know, some people you may say, okay, I want, you know, go ahead. It's okay to, to drink orange juice. Okay. Others that say, you know, no, I want you to go without anything. Okay. It's like, well, follow his instructions. You know, it's not about, God deals with each person individually. He doesn't say that it's a, it's a one size fits all. Because he knows what you need for your life. He knows what you need to get 
changes in your life. He knows what you need to do the ministry he has for you. Okay? And not everybody learns the same way. So quit trying to match yourself up with a pastor or an evangelist or a TV celebrity and try to do what they do. And if we can't keep God in a box because he doesn't fit in a box, you can't put people in a box because each person, like Roger just said, each person is unique. They're different. Their needs are different. Their heart is different. Yeah, because you don't know what people have been through that God's got to deal with that situation to help them get the healing they need. You know, because, you know, you may not, you may not understand what the prostitute goes through. You know, that they were, you know, born, you know, a girl was born to a lady that was a prostitute and she was raised as a prostitute. And you don't understand what she's going through but you say well you need to quit being a prostitute and it's like well how that's all she knows so what where's the compassion where's the okay god you show her what she needs and how to get this hurt how to mend and to heal um because i don't know and i'm not going to judge her because of it well, she's back doing prostitution. See, she never received God. You don't know that. You don't know the struggles she's going through. Until you walk a mile in somebody's shoes, you have no clue. Mm-hmm. And it's time that we quit judging other people based on your opinion of what you think. We need to look at them in out of the eyes of God. And as God sees them, you know, God says, I love them. Even in their state of of uh, sin, but he loves them already. Why can't you love them already? Okay, why don't you accept them already? God's already done His part, and we're supposed to be His children. We're supposed to be in the likeness of Jesus, and we can't accept this person because uh, you know they're still taking drugs, or they're having problems with this, and they're having problems with that. We're all having problems with something. And the people who pass the most judgments usually the one that has the most sin. Okay? And they need to get it out of their lives, but they want to point fingers at somebody else so they won't look at them. Okay? But love is kind. Love is patient. Love doesn't look down on somebody. Come on. You know, he puts it very clear in, in his book. What, if you call yourself a Christian, how can you be be their judge? Okay, because we're not a, we're not their judge, and this is something that needs to be taken out of our uh, lives is this judging attitude. So I encourage you to you know step back and say, instead of trying to find ways out of doing something, do it one hundred percent. Even if God didn't say do this, but you say, man, I want, I'm going to just set aside everything. I'm going to, you know, you know, some people will say, well, I won't even go to work if I'm fasting. Well, I can't afford to leave work. I'm not saying you have to leave work. But what is it that is more important to you? Getting right with God or anything else that's out there? 
these are something that's so important but yet we miss it because the fasting gets us in such a close relationship with God okay and so I'm sorry I kind of took over there no, took over right. my mic there uh, but it, it I just see that we're lacking that well, we don't see the the love for the the unlovely in a lot of places and that is so true um, we sit there and a judgmental attitude is going to hurt us all not just the person that we're judging because when it gets back to them that you said oh she said I'm a horrible person because of you know it's going to hurt them but it's going to hurt you too yeah. I mean especially if you're truly a Christian and you're judging somebody it's that's not a godly attitude yeah. and I know we've been talking about prayer and fasting and last week we talked about revival they go hand in hand but if you want a full productive life in God you need these times of prayer and fasting and if you don't feel that you can fast and that's one of those issues I struggle with and I struggle with it because of health issues as like I know it can be good for me but at the same time how is this going to affect my health so I struggle with that for fasting but I am more than willing to spend that time in prayer and <clears throat> this is where you got to take a take a look and, and make it a matter of prayer God I want to do this because you said so so even if you start off and then God says no you, you know do this and do that or you know you can do this but not this well listen to what the Holy Spirit says it's not for everybody but it may be for you that so that you can get to where you need to be mm -hmm. you know you God will guide you I mean we we act like God's leaving us out there on our own and say, okay, we'll figure it all out yourself. No, I'm right there. He's right there beside us saying, okay, come on. And the more he sees that what you're willing to do and your heart is reaching out to him, the more he's going to come in and clean out more and more of your life and make you, and I hear what I said, and make you into his image. You don't make yourself into his image. He makes you into his image. He's the one that does the transforming. He's the one that does all the changes. Okay? All that he does. All we got to do is be a vessel that loves him and, and willing to do whatever he asks of us. And we get the benefits of all this because we can't change ourselves. Okay? And so take a look you know there are people out there you know back in the 18th century there was a guy who was uh he gave his life to the lord but he was a pickpocket he couldn't he couldn't quit picking people's pockets and so he says I, yeah he can't do this anymore so what he did is he wore boxing gloves everywhere he went so he couldn't pick people's pockets 
He said it was more it was more important, you know, you know, he was being laughed at and ridiculed for wearing boxing gloves. But it kept him from from stealing from, from others. stealing from others. He's willing to go to whatever length it took to obey God. Where's our heart to say, I'll do anything, anything at all, God, whatever it takes, whatever extreme, extreme thing you want me to do, I'll do it for you, God. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to take the time. You know, it's, it's about me. It's about, God, you need to perform for me. And that this this day and age is really sad. You know, I don't know why God just doesn't say, okay, enough's enough. Let's let's just destroy it all and start over. You know, I've asked him that several times. It's like, I don't know why. He said, well, if I did that, you wouldn't have had no hope. I'd had to destroy you too. And I was like, wow, okay, I can see. Because he makes a blanket statement, we're all done. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're just all done. But, so... Think about these things, you know. Where is God in your priority list? You know, how far up your priority list is he? Is making a million dollars before you're 35 more important than serving God? Oh, we missed it, dear. Yeah, it's been quite a while since we've seen 35. Anyway, <laughs> but, but I, mean, I mean, that's some people's ambitions. Well, I need to go to school. But it's not, you know, going to school is more important than serving God. You know, or, you know, what? where's the priority list? You know, what do you place before God? If God says quit your job, would you quit your job? No. And it's like, and it's like okay. Well, God says, I see who your God is. You know, so... These are things to think about as far as with fasting. You know, we've, you know, we've got to change our attitude to quit, as I say, quit trying to find loopholes, quit trying to find the easy way out, and give it all. And you'll find out there's a real blessing with that. So we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about prayer. As, because uh, you, you, you know, that's our that's our best communication with God is prayer. So, and this is something that during fasting, that God wants you to do lots of talking with Him. Can you ever? Could you imagine sitting at the feet of His throne and just talking with God? Yeah. Because we have that access. But we don't always want to do that because God will see through our facades. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I, I'm a I'm a good person. And whose standards? You're a good person according to what standard? By my standards, I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what is your standard? What do you call a standard for being good? You know, and then you know. Because I hear that a lot. It's like, well, I'm a good person. God wouldn't send me to hell. And it's like, well, that would define good. Let's let's see if you def- if good if your good is the same definition of God's good. Do you lie? Well, if if you do, you're a liar. Well, you're not good. Do you steal? 
Well, if that's the case, you're not good. And, you know, somebody says, oh, no, I don't steal anything. Well, if you're at work and they provide you pen, paper, whatever, for your job, and you start taking those pens home, well, guess what? It may not cost a whole lot of money, but you're stealing from your company. You steal time when you take, you know, you have a half hour lunch break and you come back 45 minutes. You're stealing time. You know, that's not honorable. You know, so, you know, would you want somebody, if you were paying somebody and to come to work for you and they sat around and, you know, looked at Facebook all day? Like, no, you're not, you're not doing your job. Well, you're stealing their time and wanting money for it. You're trying to take money for you to do what you want instead of doing what they want. And so, you know, there's a lot of things here. But we're trying to help you to understand if you really want revival, it's got to be a real committed thing. You know, it's not just saying a prayer and and jumping up and down and having good music and and you know where you can run around the aisles and all this stuff because it, it's just so much fun or is it something that God's going to really deal with your heart and it's going to put you on your face before him and and you know the best revivals I've seen haven't been the ones with all the upbeat music and stuff it's where people start really getting convicted by God and the people are at the altar praying and people are praying with them you know it's 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 about that it's about getting right with god it's about honoring him you know oh yeah we had a really good time we had great revival you know we had this band was up there just playing and these people were singing and you know we just clapping and everything i said okay well, that sounds like praise and you know praise but where was the worship where was the time of getting serious with god and there's, and there's nothing wrong with having the music. Mm-hmm. There's n- nothing wrong with the upbeat music that just like, oh yeah, I can, you know, I can just really dance before the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But where is the, okay, Lord, it's time to come down and just worship who you are, give you the honor and the glory you deserve i know when we had our church building i would lead the music and every every service i would the music would be let's get upbeat not that i needed to draw you into a spirit of of worship but then it's like then the music turned to this is who God is. I, I love him. I want to be with him. And you just were drawn into his presence where you could just relish in his presence. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of things out there that are good in itself, but it's not always good in, in times of worship and stuff. So, I mean... These things to look at, it's like, if you go to church just so that you can feel better, that's like, okay, 
that we're supposed to go to church and be uplifted. That's I agree. But did God deal with you about anything you're you're you know you're not doing right in your life, or is it you walked out just because you felt better? You know, because music has a tendency if you if you do love uh, you know do praise music. I mean that's good because we're honoring God for the things He's done. But worship is honoring God for who He is, not for what He's done. And when we start getting down to understanding the difference between praise and worship, you know, look at it. the definition of praise is is honoring somebody for something they've done. Worship is honoring them for who they are. So do we spend quality time with God <clears throat> for who he is, or are we just thanking him for what he's done? Okay. We need both, but they be, need to be in a balance. Right. And we are going to go ahead and go to our next song, which is Goddess in this Story by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. So we will be right back. Torn up pages in this book Words that tell me I'm no good Chapters that define me for so long But the hands of grace and endless love Dusted off and picked me up Told my heart that hope is never gone Oh 
Welcome back, and that was Goddess in the Story by Katie Nicole and Big Daddy Weave. And listening to the words of that song, it's so true. In the addiction, in the depression, in the brokenhearted, the broken home, mm -hmm. he's there with you. He's not going to make you go through these things by yourself. Right. So... Um, and that's what that's what I love so much about God is like he you know when he come into my life it wasn't that okay I expect you to make all these changes uh, he came into my life saying okay accept me and follow me come and follow me well God I'm messing up he said okay well repent and let's go on you know I'm not gonna leave you behind not unless you want to be left behind you know if you're if you're given your best to try to serve God, He's not going to turn it down. No matter how much you fail, as long as you're giving your best, He's never going to turn His back on you. You know, He's still going to love you, and He's going to help you even more as you show how much eagerness you have to do what's right. Well, I failed, God, and I, I remember so clearly, it's like, man, I failed so many times. I fell down so many times. I went back so many times. And I'm sitting there going, why does God even care? You know, I can't do what he asks. And God had to share with me. He says, I don't want you to do, do that. I want you to trust me that I'll change you. It's not about you. It's about if you give me your best, that's all I can ask. And that's all we can ask out of our kids or, or anything else. If somebody's given their best to do what is right and they're struggling and falling down, it should be okay. It's like, look, you're trying. All right, let me pick you up. Let me dust you off. Let me give you some insight and things. You now, spend more time with prayer with God. You know, stay away from people you know, that are going to draw you back into these things. There are things that we can do. God will give us that. But it's it's for God to make the changes in us. All we got to do is follow Him. Yes, it, you feel guilty. Uh, I mean, I can testify to all that. You feel guilty. You feel unworthy. That's Satan trying to get you to walk away and not receive what God has for you. But if you'll stick it out, God will take care of the, the situations you're going through. No doubts about it. This proof in my life. It's proof in a lot of people's lives. But he wants to change you. That's the whole thing. Is He wants to. Well, and from the falling standpoint, a couple of weeks ago, we were out and I fell. It was a hard fall. I was very grateful and I could could praise God that I didn't have serious injuries but I fell into a cactus and I had cactus vines all over my arms and hands and you know but there was not only Roger there but another lady and her, her date husband boyfriend whoever he was with her and here they all come over and they start putting their hand out for me to help me up and that's God so when you see God reaching down to you because you've fallen down reach up take his hand and let him pick you up 
you're going to be okay. Yeah, because we want we we need that. But sometimes we God reaches out His hand and He's like, I can do it myself. We get this pride and arrogance in us, thinking that you know, well, I can take care of myself. Well, no, you can't. You know, you may think you can. You may be able to do some activities. But God's the one that really could help you out. Right. And, and you know, she could have tried to get up out of the cactus and, and got more con- more spines in her, you know, by trying to get up by herself. But we could lift her up out of there. And so that she didn't have as much, you know, much uh, pain and suffering. Although it was quite a bit. <laughs> but it, you can see that if you wallowed in it, how much more you would be have more spines in you and that's what we do we try to waller and try to get up when all we had to do is ask god he'd picked us up out of there and we wouldn't have gone through so much okay so i mean god gives us life lessons but we also know that satan is going to keep us down he's going to kick us when we're down he's going to use other people to kick us while we're down but we just got to reach up and take God's hand. And that should be our hope. That should be our, our guide. Um, it's like, I don't want to try to get up by myself. I want the Father to help me up, dust me off, show me what I need to do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so, you know, this is where revivals comes in. You know, it's a total change. It's not about, you know, everything else. It's about this serious commitment with God that we want to get so close with him people couldn't people couldn't tell between me and Jesus you know when they look at me am I am I patterning after my savior or am I patterning after the devil okay and it, when you and when you think about revival it starts with you and I know for me it's I want to have life in me. I want that fulfillment of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like you share with others and you just pray that they want to come along. But it's not going to a church building five days out of the week and having special messages and things like this. It's not that. It's Lord, bring me to life. If the others want to come, that's fine. If they don't want to come, that's between them and you. Yeah. And the thing is, is if we're if we're walking close with the Lord, people notice that. It's like there's something different about you. There's something different about your, your you know, you got glow about you or you, you know, you just stand out. You know, you got peace. Yeah. Uh, you know, People will notice the difference in you, but it's only because God's doing something through you. It's not you can't take any credit for yourself. You know, so you know, we just gotta take back and say, Hey, we're just this is this is what is needed today is humbling ourselves before the Lord. You know, and then spending some time with him, you know, talking to him getting into his word, you know, finding out more about this God for ourselves. Not wait for a pastor to preach to you about it. Well, 
let you know you open up the book start reading you know holy spirit lead me in what i'm studying here and then god can minister to you directly and yeah god gives us the fivefold ministry as well he says that we need these people we need one another until jesus comes back again you're supposed to help one another and so you know it, and that's encouraging because you know we should first reach out to god and god may say okay uh you know go to your wife you know talk to her about it okay well he wants to bless her to know that she's being used and so you you go and do this but we always want to go to somebody else first before we even think about talking to god so uh, yeah it's it's you know this is a lot that you know, i'm trying to put out but it's the the importance of the the fasting the importance of prayer you know revival is needed so bad okay well apparently we have a call coming in so, hello yeah. this is our fan i'm sorry do what yes is this showstopper show no it's not this is glory rising radio okay thank you you're mm -hmm. welcome So, oh, we got a wrong number there. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, my train derailed again <laughs> for a moment. Oh. So, so uh, I mean, I, I'm these things I'm just sharing with you is because it's time that we get back to the first the way the first century church looked at Jesus. They knew he was the Son of God. They 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 wanted to have this relationship with God. Okay. So it looks like we got another call on the line. Well, hi there, radio show. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Okay. This is Cindy, and I'm sorry that we're not there, but we're going to do our best to be there next week and the rest of the time. I was calling in, and we're, I know we're talking about revival, and to let people know that's time everybody needs a revival to renew their lives and their hearts with Jesus because a lot of us, you know, go day by day and forget who he is and he's in control and we need him every day of our lives. Like that song says, he can make it happen when there's no way Jesus makes it happen. And I believe that with all my heart. Amen. He's made so many things happen. Yes, he's made so many things happen in my life that I never would would, would believe would happen. But he pulls you through it. You just got to believe and have your faith with him. But also, I was calling because Thanksgiving's coming up, and I just wanted to mention to anybody, I know uh, a few places, Eastside East Ministry in Fort Worth, on the east side of Fort Worth, just giving out Thanksgiving baskets. Then we have um, Helping Hands in Ennis, if you live in Ellis County, and also uh, Walk to Hatchie Cares giving out turkey baskets, if you live in those areas. If there's so many areas that we talk to, if you wherever you are, if you're in another state or whatever, if you uh, you can dial two one one on most phones and you can ask people. Let me shut the door so I can have more quiet. You can ask people for help with Thanksgiving and they'll help you. And if you're disabled and can't get it, you can tell them that and ask to talk to the director and they will find. <laughs> Excuse me, I got dogs in here. <laughs> they will uh, make it happen for you. Got for. 
for you to get a basket or find somebody that can help you. But I do know of those places, and I know Dallas County Food Pantry is going to be giving them out. You'll have to call them and ask what day to come and go show your ID and live in their area, and they anyone will help you. And if, if you can't find anybody else, call a church. A church will help you. And I just wanted to share that with everybody so that everybody is able to get a Thanksgiving basket. Okay, yeah, it sounds like it sounds good. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of organizations out there that are willing to help. And if you're in need, you know, there's mm-hmm. just these are some like places you can look up, uh, you know, and give them a call. And you know, yeah, two one one will do it on your phone if you live. I know if you live in Texas, two one one you can call and they will tell you what to do. They might even help you get food stamps started if you don't have them. If that'll help you to help you know more out in the long run. But Thanksgiving is a, a time for being thankful and revival, and Thanksgiving can go together very well. Being thankful and revi- you know revival with God and being thankful for all that He's done for us. And I just I thank Him every day, and I talk to Him every day. And you can talk to to God, and just like He's your friend, because He already knows everything. You don't have to lie or tell, or try to cover over anything. You can talk to Him, and He knows, and He can guide and direct you when you're not sure which way to go and what to do. Right. And I and we all know that. Sometimes we have to stop and pray, Lord, should I do this? Is it not right? Is this what you want me to do, Lord? And I, you can do that in everything. And right. What to wear today, where you're going, what to eat. <laughs> you can ask him for anything that you're not sure of, and he will get an answer to you. And sometimes he keeps you from going places or something. You think, well, I want to go so bad, and I want to be there just like I wanted to be there tonight. And the storm came and the traffic, and sometimes he want you to turn around and go back home just fucking call and say I love my show and I want to be back there and I want to keep a revival in my heart at all times with God every day you learn things in life right? and they might as well be the good things and not the bad things exactly and what all did y'all say about the revival I I didn't get to put you on we were in the storm we couldn't hear nothing on the phone Yeah, we've just been discussing about uh, fasting and uh, the importance of it and the need for it you know that you know it's not it's not it's not just something you it's just not something you do to you know as a routine or a religious type activity this is something that is you get down and get real with god so yes and fasting it can be more than what you eat and drink it could be fasting from smoking cigarettes it could be fasting from drinking, fasting, from someplace you like to go a lot. If you, well, you like to go to the lot a lot, or you yeah. like to, yeah. Those, those are some of the things man does, but that's not what the Bible says. But anyway, no. you know, uh, but fasting, you know, we're, we're talking about biblical fasting, not uh, man-made fasting. Man says you can take the loopholes and, and get around doing this or that. Well, we need to go by the Holy Spirit. Not by That's right. all this stuff that man says you can break it down and do, um, and so it's it's something that you know we we got to just get serious and to get before God, and God will give us directions on what we need to do. You know, not going in with preconceived ideas, but say, okay, Father, I'm gonna I'm gonna fast, I'm gonna go all out, but you tell me if there's something I need to change. You know, tell me what you want me to do. And God will give you direction, you know, but he wants to see what your heart is. If you're only wanting to nickel and dime him, 
you know, with fasting, then you, that's what you're going to get, nickel and dimes. You're not going to get the fullness of, of his what he has for us. So you, we go all in and say, and then God will say, okay, uh, now do this, do that. Um, you know, so we just need to follow his instructions. You know, well, I don't hear from God. Well, spend time, just give him your best, you know, and quit worrying about, you know, if I can do this, if I can do that. God, I'm going to give it all to you. Well, and if you're not hearing God, you have to remember, you have to be quiet long enough to let him answer. Yeah, so, but we we do. He might answer in a way you don't understand, and sometimes you have to really pray so you can try to understand, Lord, tell me what to do, and and what do you mean by this? Because I've done that before, and I don't understand what you want me to do, Lord, but and you have to stop and think, and sometimes you got to use your own mind and your own heart what was best and what was meant by it. So, right? Well, uh, the thing is, is God will answer you, and, but sometimes you just have to listen. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot there, and if we don't understand, we just ask God. So if you lack understanding, ask, and I'll give you it. You know, I'll give you the understanding. The understanding. So. What was the man's name that wanted to... Be have the most knowledge. No, Solomon. He want, does what he. That's Solomon, not what he, he wanted. wanted yeah, Solomon. Wanted you know, wisdom. Wanted wisdom. That's all he asked from God, and God says, "Well, because you didn't ask for anything else, I also give you riches." <clears throat> but he he was so, so important. He, he wrote so a worried. lot of the Psalms, didn't he, for us, so we we could understand. Well, so David, David wrote most of could, the Psalms, and yeah, but Solomon did write some of them. Yes. So that we could understand what he knew and, and how things to do. So the Psalms had a lot of things from somebody that had all the knowledge. But see, in the world. Who, who told him? Who told him? God did. God. And yes. so why don't we go straight to the source and let him tell us as well? Plus, we we do have accounts of other people, which is a testimony. But we don't we don't expect God to answer us. So we would expect only He answered them. So only that can be the right answer. Well, and that's not true either because. God may want to deal with us a little bit differently than he dealt with Solomon or with David or with any of the others. <clears throat> you know, each of, each of yeah. them God talked to in a different way. So, yes, true, I mean, yeah. you go back to Moses, he had talked to him in a burning bush. Okay. And yet uh-huh. and others, it just was through song or was through this or through that, but that's the way God ministered to him. And that's why I like this radio show so much. I feel like somebody out there needs to hear something that somebody we said, something that we've been through, or something that we're teaching them or showing them, or that somebody else might have called in. And I believe people really need to hear those things. You know, just like I went through chemo and cancer and couldn't walk, and here I am walking. I fall down a lot, but I know God's rebuilt me, and He's got me here for a reason. And it might just be say that right now tonight on the show that God can rebuild you make you new and whole again exactly you're right so all right well we appreciate you giving a call in and uh you guys stay safe Uh, you guys got back home you still there okay all right well she probably already hung up then and uh but that was cindy that was one of our co-hosts uh we've had some storms through the area and and uh they got kind of caught in that and so they weren't able to make it here so as long as they got back home that was good 
So we will just, we're thankful to the Lord that they got them back there safely. Because mm-hmm. I, I heard their dogs, so I know that she made it back home. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you know, so we, like I said, we've been talking about these things and, you know, about talk a little bit about prayer but we're just trying to encourage you you know if you've got some comments give us a call you know facebook you know message us things like this and uh you know we you know we can hear your testimony or try to answer your questions if we can <clears throat> and i know one of the things that if you're a new christian even if you're a christian who's been serving the lord for a while and you say but i don't know how to pray i thought i knew how to pray but i don't know how to pray it's okay just talk to god Hmm. talk to god like you're talking to your best friend let's face it he should be your best friend right but talk to him like you would talk to your best friend a co-worker your spouse your your kids you just talk to him Hmm. and it's not always about oh gimme 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 i need this person healed i need that i need this it's like it's not all about you it's not all about the give me's it's god i just want to spend time with you i just want to talk to you and it may sound presumptuous but god how are you feeling today and it's like it's okay because that shows God you're interested you love him enough to want to know how's it going and God God has to deal with so many things he's got to deal with wars he's got to deal with drugs he's got to deal with violence and all these other horrible things and i mean he also deals with the i love you father and he deals with the good stuff but if you had even one one thousandth of the responsibility that god has you would be exhausted and you'd want somebody to to validate you and say, how are you doing? How is your day? Uh, I mean, this is all just, it's, a, it's how you show your love towards somebody else. Because when you call somebody else, don't you see how their day is going? Mm-hmm. Or, is, or are you the one that calls them and just starts complaining and everything? And what was me and, you know, poor me and things like this and people are like okay uh you know uh talk to you later (laughs) so but yeah it's it's not about taking the model prayer and saying the model prayer oh see this is what jesus told me i needed to pray yes and no he said pray like this not pray this okay pray like it in other words he's showing a pattern of how to pray you know, because if if I said, okay, I'm going to teach you how to answer a phone, okay, well, it's you're not going to sit here and say, 
hello, my name is Roger, and then blah, 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 blah. And you don't care about what anybody else, but you're going to say all this because you were told to. You know, the model prayer is just, is just that. It's a model prayer. Jesus' prayer is in John, where he prayed for his disciples. If you want to see how really to pray, go read Jesus' prayer, not the model prayer. The model prayer is just giving them an example of a guideline. A gu- you know, of how things should go. You know, don't forget to thank the Father. Don't forget to, you know, ask for supplying all your needs, uh, praying for others, uh, you know, all these things. He just said, well, he, somebody asked him, well, how do you pray? Well, like this, okay? But now when you see how he was praying for his disciples, you know, how he addressed his father and things like this, there's a good example of prayer, okay? But he wants us to pray from our hearts, not from our heads, okay? He wants us to talk to him out of our love for him not out of an obligation or a church thing. So we, you know, there's just, there's so much there that, you know, we've gotten off in our, in this current age. We've, we've substitute talking with God with, okay, well, confessionals, um, talking to pastors, you know, we'll, you know, we, we'll do everything, you know, we'll talk, talking to somebody else. When God should be the one you're, talk, you're supposed to be talking to. You're talking behind God's back, even though he sees it anyway. You know, you, you want God to, well, you need to pray for me because, uh, you know, God doesn't listen to me. Well, that's not true. He does listen. You just don't spend the time to, to sit and talk to him and listen back. You know, so, you know, God is a loving God and he wants to hear from you. You know, I mean, there are times that people st- go through struggles and I don't know what to say to God. Okay, well, I can go intercede, but you also need to go before him as well. But yeah, we can in- intercede for our friends, families, situations. So we should pray for our nations. We should pray for our leaders. Well, yeah, we need to pray that, you know, God keeps them on the straight and narrow. You know, that he'll, they'll be doing God's work instead of their own. You know, as much as, you know, God will not make them do anything, but he does try to influence. <laughs> so. So. Anyway. Okay. We're uh, going to go ahead and take our next break. Mm-hmm. The next song is Then Christ Came by Mercy Me, and we will be right back. Like a soldier with no armor In the middle of the battle I was broken I was broken It was only getting darker In the valley of the shadow I was hopeless I was hopeless I never thought that I would ever see the day When every single chain would break or hear the voice of heaven call my name Then Christ came Changing everything he 
took my sin and shame away Now every song I sing will be for Him Ever since the moment He walked in Then Christ came I was searching for a reason To believe that I could Christ came. And isn't it nice to know that Christ comes yeah. when it seems like there's nothing else there for you? Yeah. I mean, he's the one who's going to show up when in the darkest times and no matter what you're going through, he's there. You know, if you allow him to come in, he will come in and then the healing can start. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what situation you've gone through, whether... You was an abusive situation or, you know, whatever, death in the family. Let God in, okay? And when you're thinking, I don't know what to say, just tell God, God, I'm hurting, I'm confused, help me. Yeah. Now, sometimes that's all you need to say. Yeah, because he, he already reads your heart. He already knows but he wants to do the healing process. It's like, yes, I mean, I go to God a lot and say, I don't understand this. You know, I, my finite mind is saying, I can't comprehend this. But your infinite mind knows all the answers. Okay, so, you know, I 
people say, well, you can't talk to God that way. I can talk to God anyway. As long as it's not disrespectful, I can talk to him anyway I want. But the point being is, he knows my heart. Why would I lie to him and say, oh, I've got it all together, God? And he looks at my heart and said, no, you don't. You ain't got nowhere close to being together. I'd rather just be open to God and say, I don't know. I, I can't figure this out. Give me peace. Show me what I need to understand. You know, and through the talking, he'll give you the peace, even if he doesn't give you the answer. I mean, he does that to me. It's like, and I'm sure he does it to others. There's things that he's put that that we put ourselves through a lot of times, but that we go through because there's a purpose for us to learn something here. And he'll take us through the through the thing we're going that that's happening instead of taking us out of the thing that's happening. And just remember as you're going through trials and tribulations and struggles and everything like that, God's teaching you something. Yeah. He's wanting to make you stronger. And I know I don't like going through the difficult times, but I know when I come out the other side, I'm better for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the three Hebrew children didn't wasn't really thrilled about being thrown into the furnace. Okay, and I'm sure that Daniel wasn't thrilled about going through being thrown in the lion's den, you know. But these things they did because they w- were willing to go and do whatever God, you know, had in their path. And because they trusted God that no matter what happened, He was in control. Exactly, and they knew God that way. We can know that God that way, the same thing. It's like, well, no matter what we're going through, God's still there. He's going to take me through it. If he doesn't take me through it, he's going to take me home. Okay. (laughs) Whatever it takes, you know. But I can be comforted (coughs) in the fact that he's there and he's handling the situation. I can't dictate dictate to him how he handles it. Because he knows what is perfect for me. What I need to learn what I need, you know, it's like, well, I mean, it's like weightlifting, okay? When you start weightlifting, it hurts, okay? When you're starting to build muscle, it hurts. And then you go back and do it again, oh, I'm so sore. And like, why are you doing this? Because I want to get the muscles. Well, without resistance, there is no muscle. You've got to have resistance in your life to make you the person you need to be, okay? But God always takes us through it. We may not like it, but he takes us through it. And when we get to the other side, okay, that wasn't so bad after all. And then somebody else who's going through the same thing, you can say, hey, I went through this. I know what you're going through. Yep. And you can help and encourage them through the trials. Exactly. So, and that's what we should be trying to do is, is, is encourage others with our walk with the Lord. Yeah, we, we carry our battle scars. You know, if we could see in the spirit, then it's like we probably all got battle scars. You know, there's things we've been through. There's hard times we've been through. You know, sad times, you know, whatever. But we look back on it and it's like, how did it change me? And make me into the person I am today. You know, we we don't get to see the future. We remember the past. 
But we know God says, I have only good things planned for you. That's his promise. He doesn't have bad things planned for us. But there are hard times that we are going to go through to get us to the place to be that person that God wants us to be. So don't keep looking at, you know, okay, there's a storm. Well, if you didn't have a storm, you wouldn't have rain. Don't have rain, you don't have crops. Okay? If a storm comes through and tears down a tree, another's going to grow. You know, God knows how all this is going to work together in the future. So we got to trust him and not sit here and, and try to play God and say, well, I know what's best, you know. Well, I lost my house. Okay. So is God still going to be with you? Of course he's going to be with you. Maybe that house it was you needs to get out of your way so you can go on to something greater. You know, I, I you know, I don't know what his plans are. Only he does. But you got to trust him to say, "I know God wants the best for me." The enemy would say, "God wants to t punish me. God wants to torture me. God wants to make bad, you know, cuz I'm not doing good, so I'm, you know, he wants all these bad things to happen to me." No, God doesn't want these bad things to happen to you. Okay. There's things that we got to go through because of our choices. You know, some choices we make, there's consequences to them. We have to understand that. If we never if we never got punished for any of the things we did wrong, we would never change. You know. So, you know, when people are like, "Okay, well, I gave my life to the Lord in prison. Well, God should set me free." He did set you free, but he didn't set you free from the bars. You have to finish serving your time and what what the consequences for what you did. Yeah, so I was going to say, he didn't set you free from the consequences. He set you free from the sin. He set you free from from all, all that there. And so it's, you know, but we want to judge God. But you don't even understand who he is and what he wants. He wants the best for you. Whatever road it takes... And once, once I actually sat down with God and said, whatever road you want to take me on, I'll go. Okay. And I've been down some hard ones. I've been down some long ones. Some very hard ones. But, God, I'm still hanging on to your hand. You're not going to let me drown. You're not going to just leave me there. You're there for me. No matter what it looks like around me, I've just got to trust you. And if you see it fit that I don't stay in this world, so be it. Okay? You know, because you said that you would always take care of me. Mm -hmm. Give me a supply of all my needs. This is the attitude that today American people don't have. It's all about what's good for me. I want it now. What's going to make me comfortable? Yeah. Well, God, you, you know, now the big thing is, okay, well, name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. And, you know, hey, you know, God, you, I'm going to say here, I want a million dollars and you're going to have to give it to me because you want me to prosper. Yeah, he wants you to prosper as your soul prospers. You know, right now you you're so worldly minded you're no heavenly good you know some people tell me i'm so heavenly minded i'm no earthly good well 
I just turn around and say, well, you're, you're so earthly, you're no heavenly good. You know? But it, it just think about it. You know, quit making yourself first. What if God stripped you from everything you have? says, you don't get anything now. Okay? You got to live on the street. God would never do that. He would never do that? You sure? <laughs> you want to make God laugh, tell him what he's never going to do. I was like, I know, I know some homeless people that are very faithful in God, and they believe that whatever they get that day, God has provided for them. Well, see, they must not truly be God because God would, would have prospered them and they would have new Cadillacs and new new clothes and new new house. And Really? Where are you coming from? I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. And when you think about it, if everybody that believed in Christ that was a Christian had the new Cadillac, the big fancy house, the the fur coats and the diamond rings and all this other stuff, they couldn't minister to the person on the street. They couldn't minister to the down and out because they're way up here and that person down there is going to say, well, you don't know the struggle I've gone through. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. And that's true. And a lot of times people that are preaching the, the this mega prosperity thing you know if you, if you don't have five well, so you go spend all what you have to get a five hundred dollar suit oh now now you're prospering now you need to give more to the church you need to do that, 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 that. And it's always about money 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 we need to take up 12 offerings because we didn't get in, we didn't make our ten thousand dollars that we needed this week so we're going to keep taking up offerings until we get it uh well that's not what the scripture says to do <laughs> people are to give according to what god puts upon their heart to do not what you want so and we are coming to the end of our time we've only got like eight minutes left of our show so i'm gonna let you start with the wrap-up okay i know it's just been pretty much the two of us here tonight so right yeah, it was nice having Cindy call in, and uh, also, who was that, that that messaged in? Denise Russell. Denise Russell, thank you for uh, messaging us and uh, encouraging us with your, your message. And uh, so, you know, but what I've been trying to be sharing today is just trying to get you to understand that revival is needed in the land. We all see that revival is needed. We see that we need God back in this country. We need God back in our churches. We need God back in our lives. Okay? But it's going to start with you. You get right with God. Let God use you to minister to your friends, your neighbors. Okay? If we all just took and got ourselves right... And reached out to one person. That would be a lot of people. I mean, we only need to, you know, to reach out to whom God puts around us. We don't have to go around the world trying to reach out to these people. We need to reach out to the ones God's put right in our own neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, God's going to put different things on different people's hearts to do. 
but just give God everything you have. Give God your whole heart. Don't give God your religious activities. Just throw all that in the trash can and start afresh. I think that you'll, you'll find there's a lot greater peace and a lot greater joy when you throw it all away and let him give you back what is good, good and needed. All right, I've I've enjoyed the last two weeks, last week and this week, you know, and we have been addressing revival, how to get revival, but just ask God to bring your heart back to life. If you were serving the Lord and all of a sudden find yourself just kind of slipping away, just Mm -hmm. ask him to bring your heart back to life give me back the life that's what reviving is you know if you hear about somebody who's had a heart attack and they resuscitate him and bring him back to life that's what we need we need our hearts revived and brought back to life so we can share him with those around us and you know we're doing our part by giving our testimony our words to the world Mm -hmm. but we also quietly minister to our co-workers and our neighbors and our families so uh, next week I'm not sure what we're discussing next week if you have any suggestions for us please leave us a comment on Facebook or you can call I'm sorry, I forgot the phone number. But um, I will post it on the website. But you can call Cindy and Cindy and Andre at. I'm sorry about this. Give me just a second here. It is six eight two three one nine four eight four six. Just let them know, hey, can you talk about the Ark of the Covenant? Or, hey, can you talk about Joseph and the coat of many colors? Hey, can you talk about Jesus on the cross? Or whatever it is, just let us know. Because we want this show to be for you. We want you to have an input. So... Come back next week and join us. Mm -hmm. We will be here next Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. here at the beautiful Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. Um, Hopefully we'll have our full team here next week. Also, uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, the studio will be closed, so we will not be having a show. But they uh, don't know what all they've got planned there. But uh, they'll be. But the studio will be closed that Friday, so we will not have a live uh, show on that Friday. And we will remind you as time comes closer. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, you all be blessed and be a blessing. Good night. Good night. Thank you.